millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Would you be the jerk for threatening to leave your sister's dog at a shelter? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for refusing to hand over my college funds for my little sister's surgery? I, 17-year-old male, am the oldest kid in my family. My parents have two bio kids, me and my 12-year-old sister, and they adopted my four other siblings. I had dozens of foster siblings over the years as well. My parents have struggled to make time and have the money for all of us. It's meant a lot of sacrificing and mostly on my part. My parents were able to make sure all of my younger siblings had at least one activity outside of school to do, but they never did that for me. I was forced to play football when I was five, but by the time I was seven, my parents had started fostering and I was no longer doing that. My siblings all get to do something they like. Cora does dance, for example. Some of my other siblings are in music classes. The younger kids were also prioritized with school field trips, so they always got to go while I haven't since I was six. The last time I asked was when I was about nine and my parents told me to work for the money to pay. My grandparents found out what they said and gave me the money and my parents took it off me to use for the household. My grandparents were so mad at them for that. They delayed my tonsil surgery by two years because they prioritized two foster kids and two of my sibling surgeries over mine. My grandparents saw how much I was getting the short end of everything with my parents and they set up a college fund for me. It's a lot of money and really caught me off guard. My parents know about it but cannot access it. They only know because of a fight with my grandparents over the lack of saving for my future when they've saved something for my siblings. My parents said the money my grandparents saved should be divided equally because $350,000 is a lot to save for one grandchild when you have multiple. The money is still there and I have plans for it, but my youngest sister is five and she needs a pretty major stomach surgery. She's had a lot of health trouble since her birth, and my parents have paid a lot of money on her medical expenses. They were told this surgery could turn her life around and give her a chance at living with less pain and stomach complications. It could give her a more normal childhood because she can't do a lot. They don't have the money for the surgery, and they want me to give them the money to pay for it and for the expenses afterward. They said they need $270,000 for the whole thing and... Maybe they can give some of it back, but they might need even more if stuff gets more complicated. I told them that they can't have that money, and they lost it and told me I was being selfish. And I argued back that they can't take from me all the time. I asked why didn't they take the money they saved for all my siblings and use that? Why does it have to be mine? They said I'm putting college before my sister's future and accused me of being unwilling because she's my sister through adoption, and not my bio sister. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk for not giving that money up, and to be honest, at 17, when that money is saved up for OP's college and the parents can't access it, I'm assuming OP can't just access it willy-nilly either. Is it even really OP's money to give at this point? I'm assuming this is set up in probably a pretty secure trust fund type situation, right? Even if OP did want to give that money away, I don't know if they'd even be able to. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? Our next story is, am I the jerk for crashing a birthday party my son went to with pizza, drinks, and snacks? 
I, 39-year-old male, am a single father to a 13-year-old boy, Charles. We recently moved to a new area, going from a rural area into a populated city. Naturally, Charles has had some issues adjusting to this new life. His old high school friend had 114 students, new school over 3,000, but he quickly made a new friend, Jared. His new friend introduced him to his other friends and sharing the same interests, they all seemed to have hit it off very well. On Friday, Jared had a birthday party and invited Charles over. When I talked to Jared's mother, she informed me that it would be relatively small and laid back, just Jared, Charles, and three other boys. At around 6.30, my curiosity got the best of me, and I shot Charles a text to ask how everything was. Charles responded with, good, just hungry. I assumed dinner hadn't been served yet, so I asked what they were having. Charles responded with, already ate, ordered pizza, just a medium for all of us. Having been a 13-year-old boy in the distant past, I realized that a medium pizza to be shared among five boys was a comically insufficient amount of food. I first tried to call Jared's mother, but she didn't pick up. I then decided to take things into my own hands and put in an order for three large pizzas, and went to the store and got a couple of 12 packs of pop with some assorted snacks. Then I picked up the pizzas and headed straight to Jared's house. I rang the doorbell and his mother answered. She was initially confused until she saw that I'd brought over a ton of food. One of Jared and Charles's mutual friends also saw me with the food, so having lost any shot at hiding what went down, she invited me in. The kids, including Jared and Charles, all seemed super happy. One boy said, finally enough food, which put a very dark expression on Jared's mother's face. She put on a show of thanking me in front of all the kids and having them thank me as well. But then she took me outside and said she really wished I hadn't done that. She explained that she was a single mother and money was tight, but she just wanted to do one nice thing for her son on his birthday. I tried to apologize, frankly not meaning it, but it didn't seem to do much good. Then I invited her and Jared over for dinner sometime, which she kind of brushed off. She made an excuse about needing to clean up and walked away. I feel terrible, but I really wonder if I did something so wrong. I don't really think OP did anything wrong here. They didn't come here to shame anybody. They didn't come here trying to make anybody feel bad. And like, I understand if you're in a situation where you just can't afford a massive pizza party. If anything, OP's just swooping in to try to save the day here a little bit, not make anybody feel bad. There is a lot of people saying OP is the jerk for clearly upstaging this woman. I mean, I guess OP could have done this in a more anonymous fashion, but personally, I'm not going to fault the guy. Should it be a normal practice where he pops in and says, look boys, look what I brought? Probably not, but they just wanted to help out. Our next story is, am I the jerk for kicking my best friend out of my baby shower? I, 24-year-old female, have a close friend Sarah, 25-year-old female, who is dating Ted. We were best friends with Sarah since high school, and we've always been there for each other. I've met Ted briefly once, as him and Sarah have been together for a month. Recently, we've been distant, as Sarah's blown off our plans, or cancelled them last minute, for me to see on social media that she went to do something with Ted instead. This upset me as I moved further away from my husband's job, so us meeting up isn't a last-minute plan, and made weeks beforehand as I'm far but also pregnant so I have to find public transport as my husband takes the car to work. After Sarah flaked a second time to hang out with Ted, I told her how I felt about her blowing me off, and Sarah apologized and offered to help plan my baby shower to make up for it. Sarah is an events planner and took care of everything, I organized catering for lunch and sent Sarah to all-girl guest list to let her know how many heads she'd have to account for. My sister helped and I made it clear to the both of them to add on the invites, no partners, except one of my friend Amy's invites, as she's gay and I wanted her girlfriend to come. 
Yesterday was my baby shower and Sarah brought Ted. I assumed he was dropping her off, but he took his coat off with Sarah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And I pulled Sarah aside to say politely, we don't have enough food for Ted, and she insisted they could share off the same plate. I got upset, and then my sister asked Sarah if she could ask Ted to leave, but Sarah said if Ted left, she would too, so I kicked them both out. My baby shower after was okay then, but I missed Sarah for most of it. I checked my phone today to find Sarah upset that I kicked her out and embarrassed her in front of all of our friends, and a text from Ted saying he got my number from Sarah, and as he heard Amy's partner was coming, he thought he could come too. I think OP's not the jerk here, they made their desires pretty clear. I mean, maybe OP should have worded it in a phrase of not partners, but strictly women only. Either way, Sarah knew exactly what they were doing, I don't know if Ted knew that it was supposed to be women only or they just thought no partners. Either way, they clearly disrespected OP in their wishes, and it's totally fair for OP to kick them out. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my in-laws that if they want a grandchild, they should give my wife her inheritance now? Basically, my in-laws want their only child, my wife Diana, to start pumping out grandchildren. Diana is 28 and just finishing her PhD. Then she wants to get established in a career before we start a family. My in-laws know how much money I make and they know we could live comfortably off my earnings. That isn't what Diana wants. She has worked her butt off to get where she is and she wants to reap the rewards of her hard work. She also says that once she's working, then I can cut back on my hours, I'm a welder, and relax a little. I've been working since I was 15, so literally half my life. I make a very good living in return for a lot of fairly hard work. I've supported Diana and her education. She'll graduate without student loans. We have a house, she has a good car, we have a good life. We want a few more years alone before we start our family. Over Christmas, the in-laws just wouldn't drop it. I finally snapped. I said that if they wanted grandchildren, then they could reimburse us for her education. They could further pay her the salary she would be giving up. When she returned to work, they could pay her the difference between what she could be earning and her entry-level position. They could pay for a nanny so my wife could work. Or they could back off and wait for us to be ready. They said that they couldn't afford all that. I asked them how they expected us to afford it. I said that if that was really what they wanted, they could just give her the inheritance that would be coming her way now instead of later. They got all offended and said that's not hers until they don't need it anymore. Diana asked me to drop it. She has tried dozens of times to explain to her parents why we are waiting. They just ignore her. They ignore what we want for our lives. They have been very cold since Christmas. They seem to think I was a rude jerk for pointing out the costs of what they are asking for. 
A lot of her family agree with them and that I went too far in asking them to pay if they want a grandchild now instead of later. So let's be honest here, this really isn't about asking for a grandchild now, but just trying to point out to them how ridiculous their demands are. Giving them some kind of offer that you know they're almost never going to actually take up. It's essentially, oh, you want me to redirect my life and do this? Okay, give me a million dollars. Of course, they're going to go, what? No, no way. It's the whole point. Okay, well then let me live my life up to that point. Thank you very much. Our next story is, am I the jerk for dressing inappropriately in front of my brother-in-law? So to start this off, this issue is with me, 22-year-old female, my sister, 26-year-old female, and her husband, 30-year-old male. To add some backstory, basically ever since they started growing, my breasts have been large. I have a very small frame otherwise and I'm 5 foot 2, so almost my whole life I've thought my body looked weird. I've always covered up as best as I could with large hoodies, big t-shirts and so on. I've always dressed this way as I genuinely was ashamed and hated my body. I started working at 16 knowing my main goal was to afford a breast reduction. Last year, I was finally able to afford it and got them done. There's still a bit on the bigger side, but I've never ever felt so comfortable and happy in my own body as I do now, not to mention the weight that has literally been lifted off my shoulders. So this last weekend, my sister and her husband came to visit our family, and we had planned a dinner at a restaurant. It was nothing extravagant, but still a pretty nice place. I just wore jeans with a tight-fitting shirt. It didn't show my breasts, but since it's tight-fitting, you can see the outline of them. I thought everything went well. We all chatted and talked like usual, but a bit in, I noticed brother-in-law was staring at me extremely much. I got kind of uncomfortable, and I think my sister also noticed, and she was silent for almost the whole night after that. I thought she was mad at brother-in-law and that she could see I was uncomfortable with his stares. But the same night, she texted me, telling me that I did not need to dress so inappropriately in front of a married man that I need to have some self-respect, and that she didn't think I was the type to try and seduce a married man. I texted her, explaining that it was not my intention, and told her that I actually felt uncomfortable with his stares. She texted me back just saying that if I didn't want him to stare, then I should not have dressed that way. I was extremely upset by all of this and talked with my mother, but my mother agreed with my sister. I'm starting to feel like I should have thought about covering up and do more, especially since my mother also thinks I was a jerk for this. So a million percent not the jerk here. Him and his ogling eyes are not OP's responsibility. And shoot, if OP wants to dress in a way that's a little bit more revealing, nothing that is actually explicitly wrong or inappropriate, OP has every right to do that, right? And in this situation, it's not like OP was wearing anything revealing, it was just tighter fitting clothes. Unless somebody's out there wearing something that basically leaves nothing to the imagination, it is a ridiculous thing to go up to a woman and say, you need to cover up more, my husband can't stop looking at you. The woman is not the problem in that situation. Either get your husband to stop ogling or change your expectations of how pure you think your husband truly is. Our next story is, would I be the jerk if I refused to cover the mortgage payment on my husband's apartment? Husband, 38-year-old male, and I, 38-year-old male, have been together for 12 years. We've lived together for most of that time in my house. We moved states for six years for better paying jobs. He decided he wants to move back to our original state. Not much of a discussion, just a decision by him. I was quite happy where we are. He moved, I continued working the same job in mining and commuted for work. 
two weeks on, two weeks off. I did do 12 months of three weeks on, one week off to save money for a deposit for a new home where we have now moved to. I saved 120000 We had discussed him buying the property on his own as he was the first home buyer and qualified for grants that I didn't as I already own a property. We started looking at houses and he shows zero interest doesn't say anything, just shows no interest. Then he starts looking at apartments, showing me all these apartments. I have always said as long as we've been together I don't like apartments and I couldn't live in one. I indulged his ideas and thoughts as, really in the end, it is his. He finds an apartment and we have a look. I let him know that I don't really like it, but he takes his brother for a look and then puts in an offer. Fast forward 12 months, he now hates his job, now wanting to quit his well-paying job, he's applying for jobs with a 20000 pay cut. He can't afford that. Would I be the jerk if I told him I won't be paying his mortgage for him? As I've given him the deposit and also paid my mortgage myself the whole time we've been together, and he needs to work it out for himself how he would make a new job with less pay work with his finances. I can afford to pay the mortgage, but I don't want to pay it. I pay all strata fees, council rates, utilities, car regulations, and insurances already. This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Chime checking account and a 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. I can't really blame OP here because this is a decision they weren't really informed on or allowed to take part in making. And again, their husband wanting to leave a well-paying job for a less well-paying job. Again, it's a decision made on their own without any consultation of their partner. And it's unfair with this kind of divide between them to expect OP to pick up that slack for them. This next story is, am I the jerk for getting mad at the stepmom of my baby for how she's treated me? So I, 20-year-old female, am currently 6 months pregnant. A week after I found out I was pregnant, I caught my now ex, 24-year-old male, we'll call him Adam, cheating on me with his new girlfriend, 25-year-old female, we'll call her Christine. Adam and I decided to split, but agreed that we would still co-parent. My pregnancy has been rough, since I'm still in college with a job, and my parents are less than supportive, but Christine has made it so much worse. The two invite me for lunch every Wednesday to talk about the baby. Christine doesn't let me order what I want because it isn't good for the baby. So the red flag started off very slow and subtle, but they just got worse and worse. I told them what I'd planned to name the baby girl. Christine told me it was one of the ugliest names she had ever heard. I explained that it was my great-grandmother's name who had passed away the year prior, and that she was the woman who inspired me most, so I wanted to honor her. Christine keeps picking on the name and so I thought about maybe changing it. There have been some other really strange things that she's done. Throwing herself a baby shower for my baby without inviting me is also at the top, but that one probably hurt the most. Recently, while at our weekly lunch, Adam and I were talking about the co-parenting deal. Christine said that she wouldn't take care of the baby since it wasn't hers. I snapped at her and asked why the heck she was constraining all the things I could and couldn't do. I probably wouldn't have been so ticked if Christine hadn't promised that she would love to watch her stepdaughter, but she had. Christine and I went off on each other. During our argument, I said that it wouldn't really matter because Adam would probably cheat on her too, and so she couldn't be the stepmom to our kid. Christine practically stormed off with Adam following her. I felt pretty guilty because I find myself as a calm person and I hate getting angry at people. Now, weeks later, Christine had told everyone in the town we live in. The majority of my friends have stopped talking to me, and I don't really have any support. 
One of my good friends was Christine's younger brother, and so we told all of our other friends. It's been a few weeks and I've been trying to contact both Christine and Adam, but they don't respond. I've concluded that I'm on my own now, but I keep wondering if this is all my fault. I can't help but feel horrible about what I said. The two seemed pretty happy, and Christine was a lot better for Adam than I ever was, so there was no reason for me to say that about her. Can I even salvage my relationship? Or just cut them out of my life? The action I took was yelling at the stepmom of my child. I think I might be the jerk because she was really hurt, and it was kind of petty of me to say that. I don't think OP's the jerk here, but I think the problem is allowing the girlfriend to have so much input. I just don't understand how it's in a situation where OP's essentially co-parenting with their ex and their girlfriend, when really it should be just the ex. If anything, maybe he's trying to get it to be this way so that he doesn't have to be as involved as a father, which clearly isn't the right thing and shouldn't be allowed. This next story is, am I the jerk for suing, stopping my child support, and to get it back? I didn't know my son was not actually mine until he was about 5 years old and had a medical issue. The result of tests made me suspicious, so I had a DNA test done, which was when I found out he wasn't mine. I divorced my ex, but because we were married when he was born and the time I had to challenge the paternity had passed, I was on the hook for child support. I was a broken man afterwards and withdrew from all of my friends and family. After a couple of years, I started meeting people again and eventually found out the ex was in a relationship with the affair partner and living with him. This broke me again, so I went back to my isolation. Another year passed and I slowly came back out. It took some time before I could talk about my past, but when I was able to, my brothers lit a fire under me. I found out through friends that the ex moved in with the father of the boy almost immediately after our divorce was finalized, and they've been together ever since. My brothers pushed me to talk to their attorney friend, which I eventually did. He's a business attorney, but listened to my history and then gave me his opinion. He then recommended me to his friend and a family law firm. In short, I paid almost four years of child support, and according to my attorney, I have a good chance of stopping the child support payments and recovering at least some or possibly almost all of it, because there is social media evidence that the boy was living with his biological father during that time. The attorney said that we can nail down the exact date they lived together during discovery, then we'll have a better picture of how much we can ask for. After talking with my family, I decided to file a lawsuit to stop and recover my child support payments. I got immediate flack from my friends, ex, and her family. I don't care what the ex and her family have to say, but my friends who I've known since childhood, they know my ex through me, are saying that they support me in stopping the payments. But I'm going too far in trying to get almost $50,000 back. They said it was spent on the boy, and I should view it as a donation to a good cause. I know I'm angry and bitter, but am I wrong? Now I don't know whether or not what the lawyer's saying is true or not, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody suing to get child support payments they've paid back because they were living with their biological father. That said, I can only speak about how I would feel in this situation, and finding out something like this, I think I would feel so cheated in life, and being left in a situation where legally you have no real recourse and you have to pay that child support over this child that was never yours to begin with and lie to your face about, it would be devastating to me and if offered this golden opportunity of hey, I can maybe get it to stop, and you might even be able to get some of that money you gave all those years back. I don't know if I would be able to say no to that. I mean, can anybody really look this guy in the face, know the exact truth of what went on here and say, no, all of that money deserved to go there and you don't deserve any of it back? Personally, I don't think so. 
Our next story is, am I the jerk for not inviting my brother's children to my son's birthday? My brother Brian's two children, Matt, 14, and Stacy, 16, are really obnoxious towards the other children in the family. Matt is very rowdy and rough when playing with other children, while Stacy is really mean and critical. With them around, there's almost always a guaranteed crying child at the end of the day. They're basically just bullies and all other children dread their visit. Me and my other siblings have asked Brian and his wife to address this issue, but they always dismissed it as kids being kids every time. Even his in-laws have at one point brought up that their kids have behavioral issues. But alas, they refuse to do anything about it. A few days ago, my son Luke, 13, had his birthday. When we were planning for it, before even asking for gifts, the first thing Luke asked for was not to invite Matt and Stacy. I knew exactly where he was coming from, and after a short discussion with my wife, we agreed to respect his wishes. I then informed Brian that his children were not invited, as per Luke's request. As expected, he went on a rant about how this was unfair and low because they're just kids. But I made it clear that my son was not to blame, and that the behavior of his children is the problem. Even some of the other kids we invited declined because they thought Matt and Stacy would be there. The conversation ended with Brian being mad and promising not to invite us or any of my kids to anything. Nevertheless, we still had the birthday despite his attempts to complain about me to other family members. To be honest, I think I merely respected my son's wishes, but it does seem a little bit cruel. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here. If the kid doesn't want somebody at their birthday party because it's going to ruin it, I think it's 100% the right decision to respect that. If I had the opportunity to throw my own birthday party when I was a kid and I was told, no, your cousins that you despise and treat you badly have to be there, I would A, feel very cheated, and B, not want to have the birthday party altogether. Our next story is, would I be the jerk for cutting my daughter from my will for the pain she's caused? My son recommended that I post here because we're all heartbroken. My wife Angela, 64-year-old female, and I, 66-year-old male, have two kids. Maggie, 38-year-old female, who's married to Quentin, 39-year-old male, and Adam, 35-year-old male, who's married to Lily, 32-year-old female. Maggie and Quentin have been trying for kids for the past few years, and are about to start a second round of IVF soon after the first round failed this past fall. It's been an emotional process for all of us, and we've been trying to support them as much as possible. Adam and Lily have also been trying for kids for a while, and just told us that Lily is pregnant. They told Maggie and Quentin privately so they wouldn't hear it from anyone else. Maggie and Quentin took it politely, but Maggie hasn't spoken to Adam and Lily at all since they told her the news. Angela has been trying to ask Maggie for updates about the IVF process, so we can come out and help if needed, as Quentin can't drive or take her to appointments. When Angela tentatively asked Maggie how she's feeling about Lily and Adam's news, Maggie started screaming at her that she doesn't want to hear anything about that whelp and refused all help from everyone. Apparently, she thought that the way Adam and Lily broke the news to them was condescending and pitying, and now she wants nothing to do with Adam, Lily, or their pregnancy. Every time Angela calls, Maggie screams at her and hangs up the phone. Now, Maggie blocked all of our phone numbers and won't speak to us. We talked with Quentin, who said to give Maggie time. It's been five weeks and she hasn't spoken to anyone. Angela's inconsolable. Adam misses his sister desperately and Lily feels lonely and confused. I want my family happy again. I want to cut Maggie from our will and just focus on Adam and Lily. But Angela said that Maggie is just in pain and we should give her time. 
Would I be the jerk if I cut Maggie out of my will for the pain she's been causing us? I think OP probably would be the jerk here, because the problem is, Maggie clearly is going through some stuff, and it's kind of manifesting this bad behavior. Rather than really trying to be there for their kid in any meaningful way, OP wants to immediately jump to, ah, forget it, they're too troublesome, cut them out of our lives, cut them out of the will, let's all forget about them and focus on the things that aren't stressful. Personally, I feel like that's pretty low of them. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not expressing joy when I found out my stepdaughter is pregnant? My 55-year-old male, partner and I, 39-year-old female, have been together for 11 years. He's currently on a travel assignment for work, so we're not in the same city. His daughter, 28-year-old female, called him yesterday and told him she was pregnant. He was overjoyed and then he called me with the news. The first words out of my mouth were, what about her job and insurance? Mind you, she has a job and insurance and has always worked to be able to take care of herself. Her partner also has a job and insurance. I said those things because my mind jumped immediately to thinking about where or how they may need help. It was not my intent to imply that his daughter was incapable of supporting a baby or trash because she didn't plan for this baby. I'm happy for her as long as she is happy. My partner is very upset, as my response ruined what should have been one of the happiest moments of his life, as he never thought he would have grandchildren. He suggested I post here to get unbiased opinions on my reaction. So guys, am I the jerk? To me it kind of feels like maybe OP's not super close to their stepdaughter. I think that's very possible considering they were 17 when OP and their partner even got together in the first place. Plus, OP was 28 back then. I don't think opening with, is this a good thing, is necessarily a terrible thing to do. But if you're told that this is a good thing and he clearly seems super excited, I think you would be the jerk for not at least humoring that excitement and how big this moment is for them. Especially knowing they thought they never would have this moment. Plus, OP already added that they knew their stepdaughter and their partner already had stable jobs and stuff. So, should it have been a concern to begin with? Our next story is, am I the jerk for threatening to leave my sister's dog at a shelter? My sister asked me to dog sit for her while she went to visit her dad. He's currently in hospital and it was last minute so I agreed. Her dog is a little spaniel slash hound mutt and I have my own spaniel, so assumed it would be fine, you know? As you can assume, it is not fine. Her dog is awful. He isn't toilet trained, barks, isn't socialized growls at kids, constantly jumping, lunges at cars, he eats everything, can't leave him for a second, he howls incessantly. I can't cope with him. I can't even pee. He doesn't let me sleep or eat. I've had to take time off work. On Thursday, I called my sister and told her she needs to send me money to board him because I can't cope. She called me a bench and told me that I know what puppies are like and I shouldn't be bothering her in a time like this, with her dad being in the hospital. Yesterday, he destroyed one of my dad's shirts I had in the laundry basket, and it was the straw that broke the camel's back. I told her she had until Monday to send me the money, or I'm going to drop him off at a shelter. He's chipped, and our local shelter has a space for abandoned pets. The owners have 14 days to come and collect their pets, so it's not like she'll lose him forever. She got pretty angry and upset, and hasn't spoken to me about it. I'm struggling still, and don't know what to do. Our mom thinks I'm in the wrong but also won't watch the dog so I'm not sure I really care for her opinion. Am I the jerk here? So the thing that rings in my mind the most when I hear this story is the sister said, you know what you were getting into when you said you would take on watching my puppy. 
If the dog is a puppy and OP took them on saying yes, I'll take care of them, and then is surprised that the puppy is doing puppy things, well then OP should have never have made that commitment to begin with. Can you maybe be understandable of them taking to the dog to the shelter because they're at their wits end and still be the jerk? I think so. I mean, she made a commitment, obviously it's not working out, and she turned around and gave the dog to a shelter where, sure, there's a policy for two weeks, but is that even an ironclad guarantee? Puppies are, like, the most adopted thing at a shelter. Who knows what could happen? I mean, I get it. You have no other recourse. It's driving you crazy. You're losing sleep. Your job is suffering. All your PTO's gone. You gave the dog up to the shelter, but you're still a jerk for making that commitment and not understanding what exactly could have gone wrong having a high-energy puppy. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.